The Detroit Tigers are walk-off winners. They're series winners over the San Diego Padres as we get one step closer, one day closer, I guess I should say, to the trade deadline. We got rumors swirling around. We, we got uh, series upcoming against Toronto and, and some people that aren't going to play. We got a whole lot to talk about all today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Thursday. July 28th, 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including the YouTube. Um, okay, so we got a game to talk about. 4-3 to three victory over the Padres. That's a series win against a pretty darn good ball club and over a pretty darn good pitcher uh, in, in the opposing dugout, I guess a I was going to say opposing mound, but it's the same mound for both teams. You get the point. You Darvish is really good. The Padres are good. Uh, this is just the epitome of this team and this season. They they will just randomly beat one of the best teams uh, that, that the National League has to offer, one of the better teams in baseball, and then get swept by the Royals and score three total runs in the entire series. That's just how the season has gone, and that here we are. I, it's it's not even surprising to me anymore. It's just ridiculous. Um, okay, so we'll start with you, Darvish, because I just love talking about you, Darvish. I just love you, Darvish. He is unbelievable at his job. This is a dude who legitimately could throw like nine different pitches if he really wanted to. In this game, he threw a total registered on baseball savant. He threw seven, six, six different pitches. Uh, however, th- there is ev- everybody that, that has ever played with or against him fully understands that not all of these are even the same. And, and he probably has closer to like 10 pitches in his repertoire. The dude is absolutely insane. The pitch mix is really, really good. He goes majority cutter. He had 106 pitches in this one at 43 of them were to cu- were the cutter. And then after that, it's 21 slider, 24 seam, 13 sinker, six curveball, three splitter. Uh, he that that splitter he can slow down and make more of a changeup if he really wants to. He has a, a curveball that he can and a slider, but he also in Texas had this weird like slurve thing for a little bit. I, I mean he he he's insane, and so and not a single one of his pitches is like a true like straight pitch. Uh, he's, he's very, very good at his job and has been for a many years, three, two, four ERA on the year. He'd go seven innings, six hits, two earned runs, one walk and 11 strikeouts against your Detroit Tigers. Uh, this was pretty similar to the, what yesterday is Wednesday. So Tuesday, two days ago, (laughs) this is pretty similar to Tuesday's game in the sense that, uh, the starting pitcher really, did a really, really good job and and made one or two mistakes in the end that would keep the Tigers in it. And then the Tigers would just pounce on the Padres bullpen. And it's a fascinating, I think 
I think Castellani made a comment about it. But like the, you know, this is a team that the Tigers are a team that are trading a lot of bullpen assets. And the Padres just lost two of three to the Tigers almost solely due to their lack of bullpen depth. So uh, kind of an interesting matchup just given the timing of the season and and but when both of these teams decided decided as if there was their choice to play each other. Um, but a, a fascinating conversation regardless. Uh, Rogers would be mostly responsible for for both of the two losses and, and two blown saves in the series. So it's a it, it's I just I I love you Darvish. These this Padres team is fun. I'm not sure they have to do a ton at the deadline. Just, like though they will get bullpen help as pretty much every team that's currently in a playoff in the playoff mix or in the playoff picture they will all get a little bit of bullpen help because that's what teams in like the top half of the league do. They take all the relievers on expiring or one and a half year deal. Uh, remaining on the the lower half of, of the league that just happens every off season. but I'm not sure they're gonna be they're gonna pigeonhole themselves or, or really like make them do a whole lot more just for the sole fact that like that Tatis is coming back right how much do you really need to go out there and make sure you get another bad and, and whatever you like, you're 10 games over 500 and you're about to get one of the best players on the planet back for the first time this season. I'm not sure that they necessarily need to go out there and make a huge splash, but this is locked on tigers. So we're going to talk about them. Uh, good, good. South. Look, walk-offs are always fun. I, I don't care again. Like I, I voiced my displeasure with, well, a lot of things, but I've, I've voiced my anti tanking, uh, Tanking in the sense of rooting, like fan tanking, that doesn't even make sense. I voiced my my disapproval of rooting for losses uh, in any point in the season at this point, nonetheless, in July. So I'm, I'm always going to be pumped. I know, you know, every time you tweet anything good about this team, you, you, you see who cares, doesn't matter, like this season's lost, you know, how as if like nothing possibly positive can happen at any point uh that that the rest of the season we should just completely ignore uh so it's always fun to get a walk off it's always fun i'm I'm always going to be happy and this is a series win against uh like i said a solid team so this is a, a very very minuscule step in the road to making this fan base believe that this team is headed in the right direction, right? In half of a year, this team has managed to completely tear down and and eradicate all hope that this entire fan base, essentially, you know, there's exceptions to every rule. I'm sure there's some people out there like, I still believe, you know, good, good, good for you. Keep, keep, keep true. But I, they've pretty much erased all hope that this rebuild is headed in the right direction. And this team is going to be good in the next couple of years in half a season. It took a hundred games, half a season. I know is not, but it took to the all-star break. Took like two and a half months, three months to just completely wipe out an entire fan base's belief in the direction of a rebuild. And some people, 
certainly were were not all in on it really from the start. And this GM has been ridiculed and and put under a microscope, rightfully so, for years now. And fans have voiced their disapproval of the GM again for years now. It's just this season is the pinnacle of like what the heck is going to happen next. You know, today's game, as you're listening to this, Thursday's game, the Tigers are apparently, at the time of this recording, this is the belief, they are starting Brian Garcia. Starting Brian Garcia. Brian Garcia, for those who don't remember, was uh, a, a guy who magically put up, I think, a sub-2 ERA in the COVID 60-game season in 2020 and was not longed for the roster last year, went up and down a little bit, but mostly down when they were at full health. And just is a one-inning reliever that can't get swings and misses. And that's such an anomaly and such a a, a non-sustainable way of success as a one-inning reliever. And that's why he's been in AAA for pretty much a, a vast majority of of the last season and a half, but he he's apparently going to start Thursday's game. Like if, if you had a bingo card, I think I tweeted this out, but if you had a bingo card for things that you expected to see from the Detroit Tigers in 2022, that I'm not sure anyone would have bingo. I'm not sure anyone would have like dots placed on anything. I mean, it's just one, just, oh my goodness, how is this even possible thing after another? And it just won't stop. And next in line is, is, you know, with all due respect, it's Brian Garcia, who's, who's been a triple a reliever for the last year and a half starting for the Detroit Tigers in Toronto. Uh, They need starting pitching help. They still Alex Fiedo shut down for the year. Uh, Spencer Turnbull, they had officially said, will not come back this season. They need starting pitching help. Bo Brisky's on the IL. Eduardo Rodriguez is apparently aiming to come back at the end of August. We finally heard from him. He's doing fine, I guess. Well enough to start the process of coming back. He's starting a throwing program. It's just it's it it's one thing after another, and now we might trade the only sustainable like solid pitcher that we have. So let's keep talking about the game. We will get more into the actual game itself, and just more of the stuff circulating around the team and the trade deadline and everything. But first, I got to tell y'all about our friends over at the Sports Card Investor app. It's an awesome app. It's amazing. Welcome to the world of sports cards completely reimagined. The Sports Card Investor app is the hobby's most powerful resource. You can quickly check the value of your favorite cards, find great deals, and profit from the hobby you love. It's available completely for free in the Google Play and Apple stores. The Sports Card Investor app is a must-have for baseball fans. It really is. It's completely free. You can easily browse over 630,000 cards from every sport with hundreds more added each week. It's awesome. It's, it's just cards pop up and they tell you, you know, they have like graphs and, and stuff telling you the trend of the card. And it tells you uh, if, it, if it's trending up or down in popularity, it tells you if it's trending up or down in price. It is if you're just a collector, 
and you just want to get a card at its lowest value or whatever, it's good for you. If you buy and sell, if you flip cards, it's great for that too. It's really no matter what you enjoy when it comes to trading cards, it, it's perfect for everybody. You can check the latest values of your favorite cards with seven-day, 30-day charts. You can find the best prices and buy directly through the app with their eBay deals feature. It's the best. So go download the Sports Card Investor app today. It's available for free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores or go to sportscardinvestor.com backslash locked on. All right, everybody. Welcome back here to our second segment at Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Um, so the Tigers will head to Toronto. They will be without Andrew Chafin, who has uh, made the decision to not be vaccinated. So he will not be making the trip per Canadian uh, rules and regulations. And that is why Brian Garcia, A, has a roster spot. Uh, so that that's why he's on the roster. But the reason he's starting is because all the starters are hurt. You know, like Drew Hutchinson, Tyler Alexander is apparently going to going to slide back in to the rotation full time. I, I mean, it's 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 truly remarkable how, how many injuries this starting rotation is dealing with. And this is one in honestly just a long line of starters and players in general that have just had quite frankly ridiculous things happen to them uh it sounds like ronnie garcia will also be out for probably the remainder of the year and that was a dude again with how shallow and thin starting pitching is on this team was literally part of the once every five day rotation unreal uh jacob barnes has returned to the tigers on a minor league contract so the organization not the tigers team uh, and Daniel Norris, I think I mentioned it in like a passing comment yesterday, but we had a lot to talk about yesterday. So Daniel Norris is back. Jacob Barnes is back both on minor league deals. Sounds like, uh, some Fetter projects. Well, Barnes has, has already worked with the organization, but Daniel Norris sounds like a Fetter project. It also sounds like Daniel Norris will be stretched out again to be a starter, uh, because of the, I, I don't, I'm not going to say it for a, a millionth time but he will be stretched out or attempt to be stretched out into a starter because of uh the, the situation that this starting pitching rotation is in so there is some some roster updates i think those are all the roster updates i wanted to cover we talked about the the signees we talked about chafin um i i think that's it I think that's it so there's a very real possibility that, that was andrew chafin's last game as a detroit tiger right? I mean, that's that's not out of the question at all. Uh, we have a four-game set against the Blue Jays. Andrew Chafin will not be able to to play and, and dress and even travel with the team for the Detroit Tigers until they go to Minnesota on August 1st. I believe the trade deadline is August 2nd. So uh, th there's, a, there's a somewhat real possibility that uh, today's game, on Wednesday was the last time that Andrew Chafin will lace him up in an old English D. Um, you know, if, if it is, he has certainly been a character, uh, certainly been a, been a guy that has made a, a lot of people laugh and that people have been drawn to because of his personality. And uh, he, he's pitched some really darn good baseball for the team 
I'm sure he he's been traded a lot at the deadline, especially in his career. You know, lefty relievers as, as that happens, as that goes. Um, hopefully, he garners a good return. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it it really is. You know, baseball is is very much his job and just the way he makes money. I I don't think he's incredibly passionate about the Detroit Tigers organization. I don't think he's he's incredibly passionate. Uh, uh, well, yeah, uh, about like playing for the Tigers, you know, that's that Michael Fulmer very much is. And I asked Michael Fulmer about that because this also, there's a very real, uh, and I would say this one is, excuse me, I would say this one is a very likely possibility that, uh, Michael Fulmer probably just played his last game, uh, as a Tiger in Comerica park. I think that that is, uh, unfortunately the heavy favorite. I would say that that's probably likely, and uh, I'll save all the the soppy, you know, goodbye Michael Fulmer stuff when it officially happens because I don't want to burn through any any time on this episode talking about something and then have him, you know, end up not getting traded for some reason. But, um, you know what a what a ride it's been with Big Mike. What a ride it's been, and uh, no matter what happens, obviously wish him nothing but the best. He's been a uh, uh, fan favorite here and is uh is the man so get, getting asked after the game in the clubhouse what the Detroit Tigers mean to him while he's holding his son is uh was certainly a moment that I'm sure not many people will forget anytime soon so we'll save we'll save the the big long spiel for uh if and when it actually happens but but for now it definitely appears as if Michael Fulmer has pitched his last game in an old English Diaco America park. And it also appears that Andrew Chafin might've just pitched his last game as a tiger period. Uh, Joe Jimenez pitched in this one as well. There's certainly a chance that he doesn't make it past the trade deadline. Uh, everybody loves to talk about Gregory Soto trades. Pretty much half of our bullpen uh, is, is going to be on the, the the block there and it is going to be likely to be traded the other big one was Tarek Skubal so let's talk about that so we talked a lot yesterday in yesterday's show about the possibility of trading Tarek Skubal and what that means him going out and, and having to pitch during all those talks and and everything is certainly a uh a, a interesting timing by the universe right so he goes out there and, and I thought he looked really good and he didn't have the swing and miss stuff that he usually has we're used to a lot like big strikeout numbers and and lots of swings and misses for Tarek he had four swings and misses this entire outing and 98 pitches but he was able to get the average exit velocity for the Padres in the entire outing was 89 miles an hour anything sub 90 I'm going to consider pretty solid um and yeah, I mean, he, he definitely went pitch to contact mode. And and I think part of that honestly had to do with his stuff was not as good as it usually is. Um, now, was not due to a lack of effort. We saw him throwing stuff in the dugout and, and, and screaming after that. You know, Harold Castro may have uh, single-handedly cost him quite a, potentially 10 to 30 even, depending on how much uh, you, you, you want to pin on Harold pitches. Uh, we're, we're all pinned against that that foul ball pop out that Harold dropped. But as a whole, it was definitely a pitch to contact game. The sinker was the most thrown pitch. Um, and yeah, I mean, only four swings and misses. 
called strikes plus whiffs only 19 percent that's really low for for Tarek Scooble standards that's low in general but for for Scooby standards that's that's really really low uh so yeah and and I think again that had to do with a lot of his stuff and and we'll talk about you know there's some velocity and some spin stuff that might indicate that it wasn't the the best his stuff has been all year uh, which is kind of weird considering his last few starts but we will get into all of that right after this All right. Welcome back. Third and final segment here at Locked on Tigers. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. So when you look at pitch velocity for Scooby, um, he was down about a whole mile an hour in his average sinker pitch velocity. His slider was down almost three miles an hour. The four-seam fastball was down uh, 0.7 miles an hour. The changeup was down over a mile an hour, and the knuckle curve was down a mile an hour. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He threw 98 pitches. He looked healthy. I don't think it was an injury thing. But I, I think that that probably has something to do with the low whiff totals, the, the low called strikes totals, and just the lack of, of strikeout and swing and miss stuff that we're so used to seeing from him his final line would be six innings three hits two runs neither of them earned so his era would go down to three five one three walks and two strikeouts i also think that after the herald drop it got into his head a little bit and and we had a a a little bit of a a collapse when it came to our command right he he really did after he walked machado he kind of let it get away from him there for for a few batters uh three walks for scuba is is Given his pitching style, pretty out of character. We have seen some games this year. I can't really say out of character for the season because he went on a five-start stretch there uh, at the, whatever, June, July, early July, late June, where he took a step back and, and was walking some batters. But uh, a- as a whole, I, I think that that's pretty off-brand for him and off-brand for how he wants to attack hitters and how he wants to pitch and how Fetter wants him to pitch. Um, but at the end of the day, Six innings, no earn runs against a, a really good offense and a really good ball club. So solid outing, solid outing. Different way to get there. You know, it's like when when in math class growing up, when you and your person sitting next to you would have the same answer on a question, but like your work would be totally different, but you both got the right answer. That's what it is. It's like, okay, didn't really do the the, the same approach to get to this quality start, this really good outing, but uh, still at the end of the day was six innings, nowhere in runs. So we'll take it. Um, Joe Jimenez, we already talked about the bullpen. Jimenez, Chafe, and Fulmer, three guys that very much are, are probably the three leading candidates on the team to get traded. Honestly, if you were to rank most likely to get traded, I think it would go Fulmer one, Jimenez two. No, Fulmer one, Chafe and two, Jimenez three. Like, I, I think that those are literally the three most likely dudes to get moved. So, uh, definitely doing a little auditioning there. I think it was very intentional to put Chafin out there before they go to Toronto where they know he can't play and they can't really put him out there for any scouts. Um, I think it was very intentional to pitch him as uh, a lot. And, uh, yeah, the bullpen that's already shallow and already shot and that A.J. Hinch said uh, was was – on fumes kind of now gets uh, e- even shallower with the chafing decision. 
And then on top of that is going to get even more shallow when they inevitably trade nearly half of the pen. So it'll be an interesting, it'll be an interesting next five or six days, be an interesting week ahead of us as we see who gets moved. I would love to know. I would love to see if anybody can 100% predict the names getting moved. I tweeted this out in the Lockdown Tigers account too. So if you want to reply to the tweet there, you can. But if you're on YouTube, you can reply in the comments, whatever. I, I am genuinely wondering if anybody can, with 100% accuracy, no extra names, no forgetting in names, with 100% accuracy, name every single person on the team that is going to get moved at the deadline because some years you're like yeah that's super easy you know whatever like the like 2017 you knew it was a complete fire sale um but even like like last year i'm not sure anybody would have just had hey what are you going to do at the deadline just daniel norris's name i'm not sure that that really would have been something that that everyone would have would have expected and we you know we see in with the red wings every year we always think that they're going to move a ton of people and sometimes they don't so uh, I, I'm just curious if anybody can get it 100% right for for the amusement of me and the fan base. Let, let's see if anybody can get it uh, spot on. But it, it, it does lead to the the next week and what's going to happen. And there were some interesting quotes by Scooble, and this is how we'll end the show by by, by Scooble after the game. Uh, interesting quotes. I have to get through the Chafin ones I have written down. Sorry. Um, Chafins were just, we'll, we'll see what happens. I honestly like whatever. So declined to talk about the trade rumors was the big one for Tarek. He said the exact quote is, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not going to comment. I won't. I'm going to keep those to myself. I'm sorry. No need to apologize. Big dog. We get it. All right. I'm not sure if I was in the spotlight all the time. If I want to talk about potentially getting traded like that either, that that's gotta be a tough thing. He also shouted out the fans, said, I would like to give a shout out to our fans this homestand. They were effing phenomenal. He did not say effing. Make sure you make sure you get that. It was a good environment. They were just there every game. The season hasn't gone the way we wanted it to, but they continued to show up. Um, he has another one in here that I can't find, but he basically said, uh, he, he had some extra motivation and was at, when was asked about diving into that extra motivation, he said he wasn't going to go any further and wasn't going to comment on it. So just some interesting quotes. Interesting is a dumb word. Just some uh, quotes for people to dive probably way too far into, and I'm probably not helping the situation. But um, I, I mean, th- th- I don't have to be the one to, to break it to you that thanking the fans and saying you had extra motivation and declining to talk about trade rumors. The entire fan base has completely eaten that up and turned it into, oh my goodness, he's getting traded. I'm certainly not there yet. I would still say the odds of him staying are are the minus money, are are the favorites, and the odds of him getting moved is is the plus money. At this point, if I got notification in the next six days that Tarek Skubal was moved, I would still be more surprised than not. Uh, But you can't help but but look at those quotes and 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 feel some type of way for sure. So, um, it'll it'll be a really interesting next interesting such a dumb word. It'll be a fascinating next week of games, and I'm not sure we're gonna do any hug watch stuff. Any like oh we're gonna move somebody in the middle of the game. I'm not sure we're gonna do any of that. Um, a la 
Austin Jackson, right? But definitely going to be eyes going to be uh, glued to to Twitter, refreshing Twitter often. All the notifications turned on that you turn on every trade deadline. If we had to talk about the people that are most likely to get moved or just looking to get moved that we've heard their name we'll do we'll start with that we will start with just who whose name has just been thrown out there period we've talked about Tarek Skubal Michael Fulmer seems like honestly almost a done deal Andrew Chafin I would be very surprised if he was a tiger on August 3rd uh Joe Jimenez I, I think is another gr- really solid candidate I guess that's a weird way to word that but another candidate to throw in there um We've heard Gregory Soto's name, a lefty that can throw 100 with several years of control left. He's going to be thrown in there. I think those five are probably the five guys that we've heard the most about or or that we've heard their names thrown out there at least. Um, And those are the five guys that, that I expect most of the talks to be centered around. If you had to talk to me about most likely, I would say the most likely, as I said earlier, I, I think that's my list. I think I would go Fulmer 1, Chafin 2, Jimenez 3. And uh, Alex Lang's not going anywhere. And Tarek Skubal's the big question mark. And then offensively, you know, surprisingly, when I tweeted that out and said, can anybody accurately guess everybody that's going to get moved to, to 100% accuracy. I, I was surprised at the amount of Harold Castro replies. And it's kind of a, a fascinating discussion there. He's got a couple of years of, of control left. He's a guy that can play pretty much every position and not super well, but if you wanted him to, he could play pretty much every position and is going to put the bat on the ball. And as a utility guy down the stretch, he might be a sleeper candidate. I, I would, I don't expect him to get traded or anything, but I saw not one, but like multiple people have Harold Castro on their list. And I was just kind of, I was like, Oh, I didn't really think about that, but it kind of makes sense. So uh, we, we have a very intelligent fan base, an emotional fan base. Don't get it twisted, but a very intelligent one at that. Okay. I think that's everything I got for you. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. Now for your next listen, check out the Lockdown MLB podcast, especially when trade deadline rolls around. It'll be a really uh, interesting show. Interesting. Golly. It'll be a really fascinating show. It'll be an, a good listen with, with all the moves that are going to happen over the next week. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and his unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories from around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Much closer to 30 minutes today. Look at me go. We're going to get through it, everybody. We're going to get through it. We got another trade deadline head by, headed by, manned by, led is probably the word, led by Alavila, and uh, we will we will see how it goes. We will see how it goes. We will get through it regardless. Um, I'm like weirdly excited, but I'm also really tired of this. I'm really tired of trading all the pieces away every trade deadline and every winter meetings. I'm so tired of it. I want it to be over. But there's always that part of you that's like, a little excited to see what happens. Mayhem, baby. But all right. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. 
I will catch you all tomorrow for our last episode of the week as we head to Toronto. Go Tigers, baby.